0: Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale-up, while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Welcome, everyone, to the Financial Coaches Podcast. We're excited to be here with you today. And today's going to be probably a little bit of a shorter episode, but one that is going to be so, so important because oftentimes those little nuances in in what we do tend to be something that actually has a huge impact on our, our clients. So we want to talk about something today that's really just a language shift, and I'll share that with you in just a second. But first, I want to say, hey, Cody, welcome today. Appreciate you being here.
1: Hey, hey. How's it going?
0: It's going well. It's super busy right now. It, you know, there's just so much going on. Uh, and yet, this is one of my highlights. So I'm really glad that we get to be here and have this discussion today.
1: Well, um, it's spring. It and is. It, it's warming up. And now we have the daylight back. Yeah. So, yeah, everyone is, like, just itching to get out and do stuff, which then means that we're always busier. Right. And then it's like... How do we not have enough time in a day?
0: Right. Yes. We really have to start prioritizing our time and being intentional with that, just like we teach our clients to be intentional with their budgets. And so, yeah, and I'm with you except for the whole, we have some daylight back because I'm in Arizona, so we kind of always have <laughs> some daylight and we don't change hey, our well. clocks. And so here we are um, just just confused with the rest of the world and trying to figure out when we're supposed to meet our friends across the country. Um, but anyway, what I wanted to talk with you today about, Cody, if it's okay, is we've been doing at New Money Habits, we started a new thing called workshops. I mean, I know workshops are not a new thing, but they're new for New Money Habits. And one of the ones that we recently started talking about was this whole inflation thing that we have going on. Now, we're not going to talk about that today, but in the different workshops, as we're talking about different topics, there's something that has come up both times, and both times the number of participants were like, that was kind of an aha moment for me. So I thought, you know what, if it's an aha moment for them, it might be an aha moment for our listeners as well. So I just wanted to touch base on that a little bit. Now, what we oftentimes talk about as coaches is the idea of needs and wants. Would you say that that's pretty true?
1: Oh yeah. yeah, right right into like the first couple sessions I have with my clients. You know, it's like one of the first things that we talk about.
0: Yes, yes. And right mm-hmm. now, the reason it came up in that particular workshop is because with inflation being the way that it is, so many of our coaches are finding themselves sitting down with their clients, combing through the budget, going through every single line item and then saying, you know, so is this a need or is it a want? And Ultimately, what they're trying to say is, let's get rid of those wants, right? We're gonna we're gonna pare down the budget as much as we possibly can, and we're gonna get rid of those things. And what had come up in our workshop was that a lot of our clients are like, but I don't wanna get rid of those things. <laughs> like I wanna mm-hmm. hold on to them. They're like they're like a pet for me, right? And so what we were talking about was when we use words like needs and wants, a couple of things happen psychologically for us. We hear want. And we're like, so what if I want it? If you're telling me I need to get rid of everything that I want, isn't that kind of setting us up for a scarcity mindset? I would say the answer to that is yes. And I see you nodding your head. So you must yeah. think that that's yes too. And it creates kind of a sense of guilt. You know, We start to feel guilty about wanting things that we don't really need. You know, And, uh, and so what I've started doing with my clients is talking a little bit differently with them. We do acknowledge that there are needs, if you will, but I just actually call those essentials. What are some of the essentials that we have in our life? And then some of the other things are more like conveniences. And it's okay to have both of those in our lives. We just have to wonder... What one do we want more? Do we want this convenience more than we want this other convenience? Or is this thing an essential for us? And one of the biggest things that I found was that instead of just creating this permissive environment where they're like, throw it all to the wind and, and we got, we're we going to get everything that we want, what they've started to do is realize that they, they were allowing their minds to convince themselves that so many things were needs because we had given them a dichotomy to choose from. It was like, you either need it or you want it. And if you need it, you can keep it. And if you want it, you got to get rid of it. And so what did their minds do? They convinced them that they needed just about anything. I want to talk about the four walls for a second. And I know that that's a very common idea. It's one that I first heard Dave Ramsey coin. I'm sure lots of people have talked about having foundations. They've talked about, you know, making sure you have all of the things that you absolutely need set up first. But he's the first person I personally heard call it the four walls. Cody, what are the four walls according to Dave Ramsey?
1: Food, shelter, transportation, and utilities.
0: Okay. Now, when I learned it, it used to be clothing and utilities it was used something clothing, that un- yeah. was under housing, right? It was under under shelter. Um, and I did see on Facebook the other day that he had switched that. In fact, I reached out to Mike from New Money Habits, and I'm like, "Hey, am I remembering that incorrectly, or did he totally shift that?" And it turns he out totally that did. even did. Dave I think Ramsey it's because, has to shift like, things.
1: I, I think it's because there are certain types of people who love buying clothes. Mm-hmm. And if you put that in the four walls, then they're like, well, I I need this pair of shoes. So it's, an, it's in the four walls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a lot of justification there. So oh. I, I have a feeling that's why they, they probably changed it.
0: Well, it would says, if Dave Ramsey knew that I was talking about this and shifted his whole perspective just to help me look better. Um, but that's exactly why we're talking about this. That's exactly my point, is that when you have something that's put into, quote, the four walls, and somebody has said, if you need it, you can keep it, and if you don't, then you have to get rid of it. Now, we're looking at things like food, shelter, okay, utilities, if we're going to call that, and transportation. Honestly, though, if you look at any one of those categories, there are some essentials in those categories, and then there are some just straight up conveniences in those categories Mm -hmm. there are things Mm -hmm. that if we're using the old language it would be like there are some needs in there and then there were some definite wants in there as well but because we gave them permission to keep all the needs that's why our minds start to justify things Mm
1: -hmm. so this Mm -hmm.
0: slight shift allows you as the coach to actually coach your individual clients through this and ask in each category what are some of the essentials and what are some of the conveniences? Even things like groceries. You know, some people are like, yeah. well, with inflation, you know, I've got to increase my my grocery budget by $200. Maybe, and maybe not. Maybe you just want to use some of the essentials and figure out what are some of the conveniences. And here's the thing, you guys, there's nothing wrong with the conveniences. We got to get rid mm-hmm. of this whole idea about being wrong and right and start talking about what's productive and what's unproductive. What is moving you towards your goal and what is keeping you from your goal. And that's going to be different from one client to the next. Cody, you have yeah. something to add to that. I can tell.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Um, even just focusing on like the food. So, I mean, we'll focus on groceries and then I'll bring something else up. But even talking about the groceries, you know, like there's some there's some people, and even like with my family, you know, like my wife loves Pop-Tarts hmm. She loves Pop-Tarts and so does my kid.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, I'm a big fan of the of the brown sugar cinnamon. Uh, <laughs> but overall, I'm not like super in love with Pop-Tarts. OK. Um, and, you know. It's one of those things where it's like I look at that and I'm like, that's totally a convenience. You know, like we don't need the Pop-Tarts. And my wife, you know, maybe at first she would be like, no, 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 you don't understand. <laughs> I need my Pop-Tarts. But at the end of the day, like if we were to have like a discussion about it, you know, if we if we needed to really tighten things up, I know for a fact that she would recognize that, hey, like at the end of the day, Pop-Tarts are not an essential thing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. milk, uh, chicken, um, fruits and veggies, you know, Greek yogurts, that's are what are like really essential for us in our lifestyle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if we needed to, We could look at Pop-Tarts as a convenience and make a decision with that. Mm -hmm. Um, But if we chose to leave them in there, that's fine. As long as it's in line with what we're trying to accomplish and and what we're capable of doing. Um, But even just talking about food on like a more broader standpoint, uh, a lot of people will look at things like DoorDash. Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, well, that's food. You know, I need the food you know, and, and they'll order DoorDash, uh, every day for lunch and, you know, DoorDash is not cheap, you know, it's like 20, 25 bucks every time. And that's, if you get something that's even affordable because of all the fees that are added to it. Mm-hmm. And that is for sure a, a convenience in my mind, you know, like you can, you can put the extra effort and in, in a little bit of extra time into, you know, meal prepping or packing a lunch because that's what is essential. Versus Mm -hmm. a convenience of DoorDash. I mean, it literally is convenient. Like, you don't have to cook. You don't need to go anywhere. It's delivered. You can do it all through your phone. It's super convenient. Mm -hmm. But if you, again, there's nothing wrong with that as long as it doesn't encroach on what you're trying to do or what you're capable of. And that's what I think you're trying to say is like, you know, you break it down into needs and wants. It has that negative connotation. And it does, it does like actually like, In my mind, it makes it sound like you, like we're telling our clients, like, you can't do this because it's a want. Um, And that's just, that doesn't make me feel good. Like, if (laughs) someone's telling me, like, you can't have things you want, that's not what I signed up for. Right. You know, like, but if someone's telling me, hey, there's a difference between an essential and something that is just a convenience to you, then I can understand that a little bit more. Yeah. You know?
0: Yep. Well, and, and then it also helps you set up the question of what do you want more? You know, then then we can say, okay, you, you do want that. What, what do you want more than that? Um, I'm going to take just a step back and let you know about the, like the food convenience thing. I don't think it's just a matter of numbers. And I know that's super shocking to you that I'm not just talking about numbers. Uh, but I also want people to consider what are they trading off? So, For example, I went to, I do some online grocery shopping, uh, mostly because, not because I'm too lazy to walk into a store, uh, not even because I don't trust myself to not impulse buy, because I can just as easily impulse buy on uh, online, Um, but mostly because the time that I have to shop is like 11 PM. So most stores are closed (laughs) and I can just do that from the comfort of my own home when my children are sleeping. So uh, the other day I was adding some fruit and there were different melons and each melon was like $5 dollars or something like that. And I'm like, okay, I could get three of those melons for $15 or they had pre-cut melon. That was like, I don't know. Oh, the melons were $2.50 a piece. So I could have gotten three for, what is that? $7.50. And then they had pre-cut melon that was like $13. <laughs> and there was a part of me that's like, well, you know, technically it's a lot more money for the pre-cut melon. But then I took a step back and I'm like, What would I do if I bought the melons? I would take the time to cut them. I would have to clean them. I would have to dice them. I'd have to do all of that stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. I've done that before. Normally I'd be like, yeah, that's no problem. But that day... I knew what kind of crazy day I was going to have, and it was worth it to me to say, you know what, I'm going to be able to focus on my clients that day and not feel like I need to go and cut fruit and, and in a timely fashion to make sure that my children have it for lunch the next day. So guess what? I bought the convenience, (laughs) I bought the cut up fruit and I felt zero guilt about any of it. So I just want to bring that up because sometimes it's like, not just about whether it's in my budget, but what am I trading for it? What am I going to do instead of it? And that was really important for me.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, your time is very valuable. Yeah. You know, and and if you can take that extra 15 or 20 minutes uh, and instead put it into energy to either build your business or you know spend meaningful time with your clients and mm-hmm. not have to worry about cutting those lemons or those melons in the back of your head yeah um then that's that's worth it because you know you're you're gonna be creating more income that way right. than worrying about those melons right now know? if
0: i had decided to do that convenience so that i could sit on the couch and watch tv for an extra three hours that might not mm-hmm. have been such a great trade-off So, and because that's not, that is not getting me closer to what my goals are. It's not who I want to be. I don't want to be a couch potato who's just watching TV all the time. So it's, it's really very complicated. It's not just as simple as, oh, well, we're just shifting the words that we use and we're just calling it something different. It really is more of an overarching approach that we use with people and, and understanding that you're, you're being more intentional with your decisions and it has a lot more to do with, uh, things than more than just numbers.
1: Yeah. But at the same time, you you know, you just said like, it's more than just, oh, we're shifting the words. Um, at the same time, I do think that that's important though, because like, it's the power of language, Mm -hmm. you know, like the words that we choose to use really do send a message. Yes. And I think that you're totally right. You know, like if like defining the needs and the wants, that that does have that negative connotation of like well this person that i hired and i'm paying money told me that you know this is a want so therefore maybe i shouldn't have it and that that does like kind of hurt and it's frustrating um so even that shift in my opinion is actually very valuable and i think that that's just a lesson mm. not even just talking about this one area but it, i think it's a lesson for all of the coaches that's like, hey, like, really be intentional with the words that you're choosing to communicate with. Because even if they work for you, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to work for everybody. And you really need to take the time to learn what your client is like and who they are as people. Great point. So that you're able to choose those that language to then try and, you know, reach out to them and, and like, break through with them. So that they can actually see that transformation and not just be... Not have that tension or that friction along the way you Mm -hmm. know
0: yep absolutely i love that and i think the other thing it does is it helps them be able to carry on the transformation later on because sometimes when we're so focused on like just what are the results that they're getting and they're getting big results and they're getting fast results that's not always going to happen. It's not going to be sustainable for long, long periods of time. It's exciting. It, it's adrenaline, you know, producing, but it's not something that will be all the time. And if their motivation is wrapped up entirely in getting quick and and big results, then they're going to quickly lose that motivation when those results are coming as quickly. But if we can give them something that's more foundational, that, the, that they're, you know, doing something a little bit differently, that they're talking differently to themselves, that there's an, a different just mindset out there for them, then that's something that will help keep them going later on, even when the results are not as big and as fast. And actually, I think that's a really great topic for another episode, just the, the idea of how to have somebody start with a different foundation other than just the results. Is that something you'd be willing to talk about maybe next week?
1: Oh, I suppose
0: (laughs) (laughs) only because I think it will probably go too long if we do that today, but I think it's just so foundational for our clients. So, um, anything else you have about this particular topic and if not, then we will wrap this one up.
1: Um, I think the biggest thing, and this is a learning experience for me personally, Mm -hmm. um, is that you need to listen to your clients if they have something that you might view as a convenience or a want, but they are very, very passionate about it. And if you were to try and take it away or even suggest to take it away, Mm -hmm. um, it could be ugly. Yeah. So, you know, for example, I have a client who on the very first meeting, she said, just so you know, I get my hair done and I have massages every week and that's a non-negotiable. She literally said that verbatim and laid it out. And mm-hmm. I said, okay, sounds good. Mm-hmm. And I, and from, from there, not from then out, I never even brought it up. I was like, you know, we were going through all of their numbers and getting their budget all set up and everything. And when we got to that section, I was like, all right. And then you have your massages and your hair. And that's what this is. So cool. That's in place. Moving on.
0: hmm Yep.
1: You know? And yeah, I
0: love that. And I think, too, one of the other things that came up in the workshop the other day was that sometimes when we tell people to get rid of something, they hear that they need to completely get rid of it. And that's mm-hmm. not always the case either. You know, we don't mm-hmm. have to set things up in an all-or-nothing fashion. We can totally be like, "Is there? what would it look like to reduce that by 10%? And then they start to feel permission to still have that thing that they want, but they're just like, "Mm, I don't, I don't really want the, the extent of it. So I'm going to keep it and I'm going to keep it at a lower extent. And now they feel great because they're doing two things at once. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for having this conversation with me, Cody. I'm glad that we were able to, especially since you hadn't heard it before. And uh, I think that's what I love so much about this podcast is that we don't have the opportunity sometimes to actually talk ahead of time what we're going to be discussing. And so it really is just kind of flying blind and it, it makes it raw. And it, it, I think people, the more you learn from me and the more I learn from you, the more our listeners learn from us. So thank you so much for being willing to be open with that. And we will see you guys next week.
1: Mm-hmm. Catch you
0: then. All right. Thanks guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the financial coaches podcast. Brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of
1: like minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.